This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 989, Five Steps to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others, by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD. I am your host, Greg Audino. So happy you could join us today for this Tuesday episode. And today I'll be narrating a post from none other than Margaret Rutherford. She's got some good tips for us, five to be specific on how to stop comparing ourselves to others, which is certainly becoming an increasingly pressing issue. So let's give her work the floor and start optimizing your life. Five Steps to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com There's an old saying, comparison is the thief of joy. You betcha. It's one thing to actively participate in a competition, where you intentionally choose to make a huge individual or team effort in a contest. You either win or lose, and being compared to others is baked into this type of rivalry. Competition like this is a good thing. If you win and keep it in perspective, then it's especially rewarding. And for those times you lose, hopefully you can handle the disappointment with grace and either take the loss as motivation to keep trying or move on to something else. Self-comparison is different. It's often done quite privately, even secretly, yet the very vigilance used to critically compare yourself can become almost addictive, leading you to constantly assess where you stand in a race no one else knows you're running. And so often, what you assume about others isn't even accurate. Whatever figures or videos or pictures you're seeing don't depict real life. They're made up, exaggerated, photoshopped, only the best of the best. Or you could be telling yourself a story about what you're seeing that's far from the truth. What you don't see is the backstory. A story of the power of assumption. This next true story could only happen in a small town therapy practice. I was seeing two moms, both with children in the same elementary school. Let's call them Jane and Joan. One day, Jane described her own inner shaming voice that constantly compared her to others. She said, When I take my kids to school, all I do is wave and say hi to everyone. I have to be right in the thick of things, but I'm not doing that because I'm outgoing. I'm afraid if I don't, that the others won't like me. There is this woman who brings her child to school. She quietly walks in and looks like she's meditated all morning. She's so calm. The two hold hands and walk to her classroom. I wish I was like that. But not me. I am way too insecure for that. I would be afraid others would think I was snobby or something. Joan had her own story. 
she was struggling with anxiety and moderate depression that caused her to isolate herself from others. One day, this was Joan's description of taking her child to school. When I walk my daughter into school, I'm so self-conscious that all I can manage is to cling to her hand, my head down, and get her into her classroom before anyone says anything to me. My heart is racing, but I try to hide how nervous I am. There's this woman there. She is so comfortable in her skin. She obviously knows everyone. I'm sure her kids are always invited to play. I wish so much I could just say hello to her, but I wouldn't fit in. So I get out of there as quickly as possible. I kid you not. I couldn't tell them they were talking about each other, but I knew. What you assume about others can be mind-boggling. You can see others as possessing the very attributes you wish you had and put yourself down because you don't have those traits or that they don't come easily. You may never realize that they have their own struggles underneath whatever they display. So much in our world pulls for comparison. Your work may urge you to incessantly perform at the top of your game and may give bonuses only to those that reach a certain level, perhaps constantly upbeat or perfect-looking Facebook posts or Instagram stories lead you to believe that others' lives are full of joy and happiness. Then, there is the fact that commercials and advertisements still tend to use beautiful-looking fit people to promote everything from aging cream to dental floss. So, how can you avoid the mess? Five ideas to avoid the anxiety of self-comparison. Number one, someone admires you. Believe it or not, there is someone today that's looking at you and seeing things in you that are worthy and that they wish they had. You may never be aware of them, but they almost certainly exist. So while you might want to adopt traits or habits you see in others, remember that you're being admired as well. Number two, emulate and be inspired. Seeing someone else's strengths is an opportunity to learn and be inspired, just as long as you don't see yourself as less than because you haven't yet achieved your goals. Be proud of yourself for continuing to improve. Number three, compare, don't covet. There is nothing inherently wrong with looking at a friend's car or hair or physique and recognizing that you feel some jealousy. However, that's different than coveting. Coveting is wanting what someone else has to an unhealthy degree, and it can become a destructive force in your life. It can even lead to doing things or saying things that will only demean you. Number four, Realize that you may not have a clue how others see you. You may believe that your insecurities show, but others probably don't have a clue what's underneath the surface. Most of us are self-conscious and are probably worried about what you think of them. Just think how many times you've laughed with a now good friend. When I first met you, I thought you were... Number 5. Admit insecurities. If you state openly that you're vulnerable in an area then your own tendency to dislike that trait in yourself will diminish. It's not that bad that you are shy, hesitate to take risks, talk a lot, avoid conflict, worry too much, or struggle to make goals. If you accept it and want to change, then it's more possible if you can talk about it. You just listened to the post titled, Five Steps to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Thanks a lot to Dr. Margaret for that. More great material from her as we have come to expect. 
I really like this article today. Absolutely unbelievable story about the two mothers coming from the same school. And what I think links her five steps today is very clear. They all have a foundation of gentleness with oneself. They are all very disarming ways of not shaming ourselves, not shaming our instincts, and rather using them to grow. And I love that because that's a lot more practical for actual long-term growth than plain old avoidance would be. This approach really goes to the source and allows us to recognize our tendencies as well as recognize our gifts. You know, comparison is natural. It just is. It's not innately a bad thing. It's impossible to skip over if we're seeking to improve upon ourselves. But approaching it with self-love keeps it in control. And even if you don't always remember these steps word for word, you know, even if you forget that others are looking up to you, you can always take small steps to be easy on yourself. Understand that your feelings are coming from somewhere and extract good from them. That's a lot to take in, so we're going to wrap it up here, folks. I really appreciate your time today, as always. It was a great episode, and I do hope you'll come back tomorrow for 990 as we make the climb to 1,000 and keep working on those relationships. That's where your optimal life awaits.